0: Today I want to talk about, as you viewed the bulletin, no doubt, and you saw on the front, it's about remembering Jesus. And uh, the title of the message today is, I Will Remember. I was thinking this morning in Sunday school, as we saw uh, Peter denying the Lord, it just gripped my heart, you know, because uh, nothing in this world could he have done worse than to deny the lord jesus and the message is about all that today it's about remembering who god is it's about remembering him in your sorrows remembering him in your sickness remembering him you know in your troubles we all have troubles there's always some kind of trouble that's knocking at our door and god is good to us god favors us god's given New children to our families. And God is a good God. He's a powerful God. And we. I I just want us today, I want to spend these few minutes to just refresh you in the simple truths of the Word of God. And I really encourage you uh, throughout the summer to just read uh, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and take a pen with you. And when he says, do this, mark that off, because he is giving them instruction. And for all those four writers, they all gave the instructions of Christ. And yet, at the very last moment, they didn't remember the instructions. And I don't want us, as a church of the living God, when we suffer persecution, to forget the power of his word. That his word is what brings us through. His word is what redeems us. His, we're, on, we're going to a higher place, church. This is not the high place. You know, nothing here is high. As God is high in our life. So I want us to remember these things. So in the, probably the most profound request that comes to the throne of God by a believer is remember me, O oh Lord. I'm here, Lord. And have you ever just said, I, I pray, but I don't I don't hear him. I don't. I've, the heavens feel brass. You ever gone through those crises in your life and you just know, well, you know, he's there. So you just keep on praying, you keep on pressing because the Bible says it's going to be a press. In case you know what a press is, that means when you have to push against something that will not move. That's pressing. And you keep pressing whether you can move it or whether you can't move it. You keep pressing. So I the title this morning is I Will Remember. What will you remember? <laughs> For me in this day, I need somebody to remind me every day. But I do know that I can go to the Word of God and I can see what he's doing and I can hear what he says and I can hear his promises and then I can remember. So if you need to have the Bible under your arm wherever you go, well, take it wherever you go. But we need to remember the things of God because the the forces of darkness are more powerful than they've ever been. And the enemy continues to fight the Christian people. You know, he doesn't want us to win. And our world is so wicked and corrupt and, and sick and sin is rampant that we have not only to war against our own fleshly desires and things, but we have to be constantly reminded of the things that's going on in our world. But this is God's nation, church, and his nation will survive because he is God. So I don't want you to get depressed in this message. <laughs> but it's good to know that you can say, remember me, O Lord. Because you know that he knows your name. He knows where you live. He knows how many hairs are on your head. He's there for you. Amen. So, Jonathan, Jonah comes quickly to my mind when I'm talking about I will remember. Sometimes we got to get in the belly of the whale before we remember the Lord. Sometimes we try everything. We we do everything in our own power that we can do. And then finally, we're like Jonah. We're wrapped up in the belly of the enemy. And we finally remember, oh, I should call on the Lord. That's the first phone call we should make. And he's the line is never busy there. You can get through uh, in a second to the Lord God. And we, we need to remember him. So today we're going to explore briefly biblically what what will we remember it's unique in this world to remember that god is more powerful than our government god is more powerful than the works of darkness that they seem to be wanting to put against our children the lord is more powerful we have to remember that while it doesn't look well it is well with God. Everything is well with God. God is in control. He knows what's happening. And if you just it will depend upon him and trust in him and remember all that he has been in your life. We're going to call for a service uh, shortly in a few weeks to, for anybody who has some specific testimony that he did in your life that you can witness it to the church. And maybe you—we've been here for a while, so maybe you, some of you have. But if there's a, de, a really a powerful testimony that God has done in your life, we want you to be able to share it. We want you to be able to take the word of God wherever you go and just, you know, implement it so powerful in your life that the devil has to flee because he can't stand the word of God. If you worship or if you pray. He, he just stands at a distance. He cannot, and especially if you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you use the language of heaven, he doesn't know anything what you're praying for. That's really, really good. It's good when he don't know because if he hears what you're praying for, he'll be harassing you in that area. But when you move into the realm of the Holy Spirit and begin to speak in that language, then he can't hear what he, he has no understanding what you're doing. I like to keep him in the darkness. So I will remember and the thing that that Jesus ministers to us through to the church. In Revelation, he speaks to the church. And seven times in Revelation, he says, hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. Now, church, I know we're in church now and we're hearing. But, you know, we have from Monday to next Saturday to remember what he is saying to us because we are the church. We are the temple of the living God and we need to be able to hear what the Spirit is saying and He needs to be talking to us. He is talking to us. Are we hearing what He's saying? You know, when He says, don't go that way today, you know, you think, well, that's stupid. Well, don't go that way because the voice of the Lord is imminent in our life. He wants to talk to us until we get tired of hearing it. That's how much He wants to talk to us. And we are not hearing what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. And so... Remember, make it a point to say in your heart and your mind, I will remember to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying to me. He's not just going to talk here today in his word, but when you have your devotions, he's going to be talking to you. He's going to give you words to speak to people in season, words that you will never know what you do until you get to eternity. So I want to tell you today to remember what the Lord is saying and to hear, listen for his voice Jesus gave us powerful admonitions in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And Anything that is said that Jesus said to us is in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And he's saying powerful things to us. That's where we get all the promises. I find myself in the New Testament more than the Old Testament. But we need the Old Testament because it prophesies what's in the New Testament. So we need the whole word of God. But we need to know what Jesus said. We need to underline his words. We need to read the red words and see what it is that he's saying to the church. Because the same thing is happening today that happened in the day of Jesus and his disciples. He gave them the words. He told them, I'm going away. He told them what would happen. He he told them he would suffer. He told them he he was going to go prepare a place for them. He told them all those things. And then when it happened, where are they? They're all holed up in a place. They're discouraged and despondent and grief-stricken. And they don't remember one thing that he said. And are we there today, church? Is he speaking to us in our devotions? Is he speaking to us in the house of God? Is he speaking to us when we visit and fellowship with one another and we share our needs or our blessings? You know, he is here. And he has a voice that he wants to speak to us. And we need to remember if all things are forgotten, the one thing we need to do is to remember the things of God. I remember so much when um, Leonard's wife was ill. And after a while, she had a stroke and she couldn't talk. But they would bring her to church. And when they started singing, she would sing the songs of the worship because it was in her spirit. And she you you if you greeted her, she would say two words to you. She couldn't give you a conversation, but when the music struck struck up and the Holy Spirit entered and the worship was there, she could sing the songs of Zion. How important is that, church? We need to have so much of God in us that if our our brain isn't operating appropriately, we will remember the things of God. And I, I want to say to the church today that, you know, God has warned us. And the revelation, what's going to happen? Are we hearing? Are we hearing what the Spirit of the Lord is saying? There's so many mysteries in Revelation that often we don't go there. But there's also great exhortation there. Seven times Jesus says to the church to repent. tells the church to repent. We need to repent, church. We need to keep our mind open for the forgiveness of our God upon our actions tells us to repent and he tells us to hear what the spirit is saying now this happened in the old testament and i had a lot of things to say today so i have to be brief but in the the old testament in exodus you know god spoke audibly to his people he said bring him close to the mountain don't touch the mountain i'm going to speak to them well i'd love to have been there and i I probably would have been the same as them because they were so frightened but God spoke audibly to these people. There is a generation of people who have heard God's voice audibly. And the mountain shook and the thunder rained and that frightened him to death. And they said to Moses, Moses, we will do what he has asked us to do. But please just have him talk to you because cause we're so frightened. Think of what would have happened. Would he still be speaking to us today if Moses hadn't caved in and listened to what they said, I want to hear the voice of the Lord. I want to obey the voice of the Lord. I want to be responsible to the voice of the Lord. And so the disciples, they heard all of the things that God, Jesus told them. But when, when it happened, they didn't. It, the revelation wasn't there. And God is speaking to us today. We have the whole word of God. We, many of us read through it every year. But we have to stop and, and meditate upon it and take it into our spirit so that we can remember it in the times of our need. You know, in the time of need, we will go to him before we go to anybody else or anything else. We will go to the Lord. Revelation admonished them in, in Revelation 3.3. 3, and it says, remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard. This is what he's saying to the church. He's saying, remember, remember, therefore, what you have received and what you have heard and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch. Last week in Sunday school class, we talked about watching, watching. Well, we pray and but we must watch. We must we must see the signs of the time. And the only way we will know them is if we will read the Bible because the signs are there. And you will see how prevalent they are as Jesus taught them what to expect as time goes on. He only had like two or three years to tell them everything that God wanted them to have. And yet we have a tendency to not continue to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. You know, he cares about your job. He cares about where you go. He cares about where you shop. He cares about everything about your life. If he cares about the sparrow, he so much more cares about you. And so his eye is always on us, always watching over us, always giving us care. Yes, we're going through trial and tribulation. Yes, there's sickness. Yes, there's those things. But beyond that is eternal life. And that's our destination. Over a thousand times in Scripture, the word hear appears. All through the Old Testament, he was so distraught with the Israelites because they would hear, they would obey, they would sin. They would hear They would obey. They would sin. And for goodness sakes, they said they would do what they heard him say on the mountain. And when Moses finally got all done with God and came out of the mountain, what were they doing? They already melted their gold and was worshiping a gold calf. We need to be reminded of those things, church, because we're flesh and blood. We're just like that. We can worship God on Sunday, but before next Sunday gets here, something can happen or transpire in our life, and we need to hold steady. We need to repent of our lack of belief, our lack of faith, and not tell, tell ourselves that we don't have enough faith. You only need it like a mustard seed. You can't even see that. But continue strong in our power and remember that we have faith. Remember that we have grace. Remember that we have mercy. God sees us and he knows what's going on in our life. Are we waiting the rapture of the church? Are we really waiting for Christ to come? Is there a desire in our heart every day? Do we wake up and say, come Lord Jesus? And as we see the signs of the time and church, the signs of the time have just begun. They're, They're not as gross as they're going to be. And we have to be people of faith and remember who God is. That He's more powerful than the works of darkness. He's more powerful than the harassment of the enemy. A powerful remembrance is no. And no. And in Genesis nine fifteen and sixteen, it says, it, "It's about no one." It says, "I remember that my covenant which is between me and you and every living creature." Ah, how many is a living creature here? The covenant is between us. Nothing can take away the covenant of God. Well, what is the covenant? Well, if you believe on Him with all of your heart, and we do, then you will, you will, uh, get, receive eternal life. But you have to keep current in your love for God. You have to keep current in your trust for God. You have to remember the works that He's done. The Word of God says, the Scripture talks about remembering His works. And we say, well, yes, I, I, the mountains are beautiful. Yes, the rivers are glorious. I love to go to the ocean. Yeah, You know, so we we remember those things. But he's saying, remember what I did in your life. You know, if you've lived over 10 years, he's done something in your life. And when you've lived our age and my age... Uh, then he's did lots of things in your life and that, that's your history. That's what you remember. You remember what he's done and what he's brought you through. And if he can bring you through that and bring you over that and get you out of that, think what he can do for you today when you're, when you have more memory of what he's done in your life. So he says, I will make a covenant with you and I will keep it and I will give this covenant to every living creature on the earth. The thing of it is, he treats all of us different. He treats all of us right, but he treats all of us different. And he doesn't always treat us the way we want him to treat us. Because I I could tell him exactly what would help me. But he knows what will help me. And he knows what's best to help me. If he gave me what I asked for, I'd probably be in serious trouble. But if he gives me what he wants for me and his plan for me, it will be perfect. So let's remember the things of God remember the sorrow that Peter felt when he denied the Lord you would never do that but yet he speaks to us and he tells us to do this or that or give that or whatever and and we, we kind of fuss with that we don't know if that's really him you know why why doubt it just do it you know just just do it they say what would Jesus do and I say well just do what Jesus will do you know that's the thing So a powerful remembrance is the covenant that he made with Noah. And he still has that covenant of visual evidence today. How many have seen a rainbow this year? Just this year? Every time you see a rainbow, and you know this, it it is a promise that God made to his people to help us in a time of trouble and to never have that trouble again. Well, if he can cease that trouble... Maybe he can cease some of these troubles that the enemy wages against you and knows what button to push to make you upset. You know, he can cease those things because his, his promise is powerful, church. I mean, I think every time I see a rainbow, I, I stop and I say, God, thank you for your promise. I will remember what you have done in my life. And I want that to be deep in the heart of the children of God, that, that we will remember what he's done. You gotta stop a minute. Some things are so horrendous and we don't want to, you know, this thing we cast into the sea. God doesn't know about it. But it, it, somebody can push our button and bring it back to our remembrance and therefore we have to forgive again. That's what Jesus said. They said, well, how many times do I have to forgive those people? And Jesus told them almost like always, always, not the word he used, but he said times, 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 you have to do this. And it's so hard, It's you know, if you can do it once, if, it's, if it was a horrendous thing and you can get through it and do it once, oh, you can just rest because you did it, but somebody will push your button two years later and you find that you have to go back and redeem that land again. Yeah. For the kingdom. You have to remember that God forgave you and God forgave the crisis and God passed it off and you don't have any business remembering it. Deuteronomy 15, 15 says, Thou shalt remember that thou was a bondman in the land of Egypt. Now, a bondman would be a slave and that Egypt is the world. Do you ever remember anything that you were a slave to in the world? It says, Remember. And the Lord thy God redeemed thee. Somebody said, Don't ever bring that up but that's an opportunity to say I am redeemed by the power of God and that should make us walk away feeling powerful in God so he says you know remember that you were a bondman you were once in slavery to sin and and, and when you were in Egypt but that's the world and the Lord thy God redeemed thee so the thing I want you to remember is that the Lord thy God redeemed thee so when the enemy pushes a button in your life you say to him hey The Lord thy God redeemed me. It's an opportunity to to once more put it in his face that you have overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of your testimony. And you don't love the things of the world. So he says, therefore, I command thee this thing today. And that what he commanded was that to remember that once we were in a bondman, once we were enslaved and now we are redeemed. By the power of God. I don't need to tell you saints that because you know it and you sing the songs of it. But when the devil gets you away from the body of Christ and gets you in the dark place by himself and starts harassing you, then you remember that you are redeemed and you are no longer in slavery. Psalm seventy-seven, eleven. I wish we had time to discuss all of this. But anyhow, this is the word of the Lord to you and you can write it down or mark your Bible I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. I will meditate also upon all thy work and talk of thy doings. Thy way, O Lord, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great a God as our God? Good to remember. Good to remember. Who is greater than our God? Nobody. In the Old Testament, they could only meet with God through the priests. Now, just think about this. I know you know this, but when they were when they were in trouble, they could only go to the priest. Now, if he had a bad day, he didn't pay much attention. It, and it's it's written in the word that the priest had problems too. So they could only go to the priest for redemption, and it was only for a moment. And and they they could have atonement at the end of the year, but they couldn't couldn't, couldn't get atonement for another year. You know, on the atonement day, everything was good and great and wonderful. And the next day they had this argument with their spouse. And they, you know, they didn't bless God in any way. And now they have the whole year before they can get forgiveness. I don't know about you, but when I have a problem and and I feel that I've done wrong, I don't want to remember it for a whole year. I want to get rid of it right now. Oh, God, forgive me and help me and bless me and... Work in my life and scrub me clean. Jeremiah 33.3, you know this is the phone call. Call unto me and I will answer thee and I will show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. If you will respond to God and if you'll call upon him, he's going to show you things that you don't know. Now, what does that say? That says that I can tell him all the things I want. He knows what I need and he's going to give me what I need. And and he's going to not fail me because he says he never will. Psalm 143, 5 says, I remember the days of old. How many remember them? I remember the days of old. I meditate upon all thy works. I muse on the work of thy hand. This is personal. This is a psalmist singing what is in his life. He says, I I I I remember those things. I meditate upon those things. Everybody wants to think about, well, God's work is beautiful. Yes, God's work is beautiful. But what work has he done in your life? How beautiful is that? How great is that? Think upon what he has done in your life. And if you will go there and let him bless you and redeem you once more and talk to you in your life, you'll just get better and better and better. You'll never get worse and worse with God. So, uh, uh, Acts 2035, I just have these scriptures because I have so much to say and so little time. But it says, I, this is the book of Acts, this is New Testament. Acts 2035, I have showed you all things how that so laboring ye ought to support the weak. You know any weak? W-E-A-K? We support them. Sometimes we go like, well, I did that last week and I did it the last month and I'm tired of doing it. That Nobody ever said that, did they? (laughs) Support the weak. Support the weak. And to remember the words of the Lord Jesus. Remember his words, which says how he said it is more blessed to give than to receive. It is more blessed to give than receive. This is the word of the Lord. And Hebrews 13:3 says, "Remember them that are in bonds. this is very serious church. people are dying for the cause of Christ in our world, not in the United States of America maybe, but in the world that God has created at large, people are suffering for the cause of Christ. There are people who are being martyred as we speak for the cause of the kingdom. And uh, I know the prayer team prays for these missions and things like that. And that should be on our mind, something on our mind more than about ourselves. And he says, remember them that are in bonds as bound with them, you know, and them that suffer adversity as being yourselves also in the body. Instead of us sometimes being critical of another's adversity, We need to be mindful of that adversity and pray for them. These are the things that the Lord wants to perfect in the body of Christ. That it's more blessed to give than to receive. That if somebody's suffering, I I suffer with them. I am crucified with Christ. You know, are we crucified with Christ? That's our goal, to be crucified with Christ. There will be persecution. There will be troubles. There will be these things. But These are the things that Jesus spoke to the church. So we're the church. This is what he's speaking to us. There's a call for repentance. In every church, he asks them, when he gets done talking to them, good or bad, he tells them the good, he tells them the bad. You have to read it in Revelation, the first four chapters. He's speaking to the church. And every time he says, repent. Why is he saying repent to the church? Because that's where the church world is today. It needs repentance. They serve many things. They serve edifices. They serve programs. They serve all sorts of things when they should be coming into the house of God, bowing in his presence, worshiping him, giving him glory and honor for what they have and not what they don't, they don't get, what they want. Because he's already given us everything. He's given us life it amazes me how sometimes when I talk with Christians, they don't like their life. This is the creative act of God that he gave to us. Well, I wish I wasn't some things I am. I'd take a size 12, real easy. You know, and I'd probably like a different kind of, a little heavier hair with curls. You know, I would I have a whole different program. But, okay. That, you know, confession's good, church. Confession's good. But God wants us to be the way he wants us to be. And we should be the best that we can for his kingdom and his glory. So there's a call for repentance to the church. Just think on that. Remember, here, here it is, Revelation 2, 5. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or else I will come unto you quickly, and I will remove my candlestick from your life. I don't want that to happen. I don't want him to remove his light from my life. So we need to hear what he has to say. Revelation 3.3. This is the second second church. He says, hold fast, watch. I just keep seeing watch ever since we talked about that last Sunday in Sunday school. I keep seeing it everywhere. Watch, watch, watch. Pay attention. Pay attention to what's going on in the lives of each other. Pay attention to what God is wanting to do in our life. God wants to get a hold of our family. All of us have grievous things that are going on in our families. And we're the only light they may see. We have got to get keep our candle going, church. So hold fast. Watch. Remember, therefore, how thou hast received, remember what you received, remember what you heard, hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. There's a lot of things that God is saying to the church today that we already know. We know these things, but God is freshening our mind And deepening these things in our spirit for purpose. He has purpose in this hour. And the next church is if we overcome. He's talking to the church to overcome. Revelation 3, 5. He that overcometh. I know that we're all overcomers. Well, the same shall be clothed in white raiment. I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. But, and I will confess his name before my father and his angels. So when you pray and when you do the right thing and when you overcome, we always have things we need to overcome. You know, I don't. I, there's no murderers here. There's no gross immorality here. But there's the little foxes that spoil the vine and keep you from being a vibrant fruit for the kingdom of God. So that's what he's saying. He said, I want to confess you before my father. So when you come to him and you want to overcome, he goes right to the father and he says they want to overcome. Let's help them overcome. But you know what, church? We have to help ourselves. We can call on him to help us. But in the end, we have to make the decision to serve God with a full heart. And I believe that's what God is calling for in this hour is a full heart. Not just a part of the heart. Not keep your secrets in one side of the heart and keep him in the other. He can't live there. The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit lives in the pureness of our heart and our life. He sees our heart. He knows we want to do what's right. But he wants us to walk in forgiveness. He wants us to watch. He wants us to pray. He wants us to take uh, captivity over our life, our flesh, and use it for the kingdom of God. Revelation 3.22, it says, He that hath an ear... Let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. I don't have time to preach all seven churches this morning. But if you're curious what the Lord is saying to the church, because we are the church, then go to Revelation 1 through 4 and see what God is saying to the church and see how we can measure up better. See how we can be better. See how we can grow spiritually. See how we can be more mindful of what God wants to do in our life. The psalmist said, and this is the exodus of my message today in Psalm 106, 4 and 5. The psalmist said, remember me, O Lord, with the favor that thou hast borne unto thy people. He has given us favor and he will remember us if we call upon him. It says that I may see the good. How can we see good if we're thinking about our government? Every Every candidate for president comes on, I say, I bind you in the name of Jesus. Come under the power of the blood of Jesus. I'm serious. Because these people are vying for leadership for us, and they're not leading us in paths of righteousness. And so we need to pray. We need to watch. We need to know what candidate, what they're saying, and then pray over them. Pray plead the blood of Jesus over them. We don't need another candidate that won't honor God. It's very, very important. So this is my message today, 106, 4, and 5. Remember me, the Lord, the favor that thou hast given to thy people. He's already favored you. Oh, visit me with thy salvation. He's already done that, that I may see the good of thy chosen. We are chosen when we come to Christ, and there is good in us, and God wants to see the good in us for the kingdom of God. He says that I may rejoice in the gladness of thy nation. That needs to be the scripture on every one of our hearts. Our nation is so far from God that we need to lay our hand on that scripture every day and say, Lord, I'm going to rejoice in the gladness of this nation because this nation belongs to you. And whatever you take us through, I'm going to press for the prize of the mark of the high calling because it's your nation. One nation under God. I pray they can never take that out because it is his. So he says that I may see the good of thy chosen, that I may rejoice in the gladness of thy nation, that I may glory with thine inheritance. Sometimes we don't inherit much. In the days of old, our parents didn't have a lot. We didn't inherit anything. But we have the greatest inheritance of all, eternal life. And that's what this journey is all about, is eternal life. So let us remember the things of God. Let us remember not just the beauty of our nation. Let's remember what works he did in our life. Let's remember when he turned the tide for us in some grievous thing and he brought us through victoriously. Maybe we went through a sickness. Maybe we went through a separation. Maybe we went through a loss. But God is with us. He will never fail us and nor will he leave us. So let us constantly remember his steadfast love. Wake up in the morning and say, God, I thank you for your steadfast love. Go to bed at night and say, oh, God, thank you for your steadfast love. Just get repetitious with our love to God. Let's let him know what we think and what we feel. And that we remember that he made a covenant with us way back in the Old Testament. He said, I make a covenant with you and me and every living thing. That covenant has only been made better in Jesus Christ. It's only been made better. It may have been annihilated from the Old Testament but it has come to life in the New Testament in our salvation. So let us give thanks for our, our salvation. So I want to encourage you for this last thought. May we constantly remember the steadfast love and the power of who lives in us. Let us remember to magnify the Lord. Let us remember that all he has done for us And it's okay. Go way back to when you were 10 and somebody sold your pencil and God helped you and start remembering the goodness of God in your life. If you will remember the goodness, life will be better for you because you will remember that there was a God with you from whatever day you came into salvation. And he's never left you. Even if you have wandered away, he still never left you. He wandered right with you and drew you back into the fold. Don't get far away from God like Sunday school lesson was. Draw nigh to God. Cleanse yourself. Keep yourself holy before God. Remember, I will remember the day that He brought me out of bondage. What was the day like when He, when He secured your salvation and promised you eternal life? What was that day like? I keep thinking over and over. My mama told me, when I got saved, I got saved, I was about five years old. And and for all my life, my mom would say, remember when you got saved, honey, you remember. And she would quote the whole scene to me. Again, I cannot forget it because she never wanted me to forget that I, I found the Lord at a young age. And I might later in my life think I didn't really know him. But, you know, that was deep in my spirit. And I begin to plant that in my kids. And my, I hear my kids telling their kids that. You know, we need the blood of Jesus on our life. You know, even though they don't understand, I would go off to school wondering what was, what did I look like? My mom's put the blood of Jesus on me, you know. But he protected me and he brought me through some crisis when I was in school and things like that. And I can sit before you today and tell you that he's never failed me. And I can remember every little jot and tittle that he did for me when I was in trouble. I can remember that. And we need to remember that and then thank God. Remember it for the gratefulness of what he has done for us. Remember the day that he brought you out of bondage. God, I do remember that day. And I pray, Lord, that you will mark it in the lives of your people. Father, if they don't remember, just find a day that it felt right and mark it. Father God, that we can remember the power. Of our life in you That you brought us through so much And anything that's formed against us In the future We know that you will walk with us Through the valley of the shadow of death And you will never leave us oh God Encourage your people today I pray I pray Lord that you would Make it indelible in our hearts To remember your suffering Remember the price you paid For our salvation That we will always remember The goodness of God in our life. For this, we give you thanks, O oh God.